According to a report from June 2021, the average number of people shot and killed or wounded in road rage in the United States almost doubled from June 2016 to May 2020. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Join us. You know, Julie, I've noticed something coming up a lot in the news and sometimes when I'm out driving lately. Well, then I think I know what you're talking about, Cindy. Crazy, aggressive drivers who blow through stop signs and red lights and cut you off and race you down the street. I mean, what is going on? Well, a lot of people call that road rage. But the sad thing is those behaviors aren't actually road rage. They're just super aggressive driving. True. They're not road rage. Actual road rage involves aggressive or violent anger, usually from stressful driving situations, along with an event that triggers an emotional explosion. And these emotional explosions can range from rudeness and insults to yelling and intimidation and can escalate to physical threats or harm or death. Sometimes it's guns, sometimes it's fists, sometimes the vehicle itself is used violently to act out that rage. So when stress or frustration on the road turns into that kind of aggression, that's road rage. Right, a person's sense of self-control can get completely overwhelmed and they can act in very harmful and dangerous ways. It's scary, and it seems to be more and more common. And that's a fact. The number of road rage incidents of all kinds, including road rage shootings, has gone up a lot in the past couple of years, possibly related to the pandemic. Well, as we can all attest, COVID-19 has caused all of us a certain amount of increased anxiety, stress, and frustration. We've all been through so much. We've lost jobs, money, businesses, friends, and family members. And, you know, when people's stress increases, they carry that stress around. And some people have a tendency to take their stress and frustration out on others, especially when it's anonymous others. Yes, it's easier then. Like when they get into their car or truck and get out onto the road, it can be a recipe for disaster. Combining high emotions with getting behind the wheel of a vehicle weighing thousands of pounds, that can be very dangerous. And if you add a firearm to the mix, you know, some guys drive around with guns in their vehicles, the likelihood that it turns deadly goes way up. Road rage definitely turns deadly quicker and easier with guns at hand, that's for sure. Weak gun laws that make it easier to buy and carry guns are an obvious factor in the rise of road rage shootings. Right, that's because if you have a gun, you're about 100% more likely to use it than if you don't have a gun at all. There have been record increases in gun sales in recent years to match that record number of shootings. Absolutely, you can get angry and out of control, but you can't shoot if you don't have a gun. 
That's what we're saying. <laughs> Gun violence was already a public health crisis before the pandemic. And coupled with the increases in road rage injuries and deaths in the past couple years, it's super concerning. In states with weak gun laws and in states moving toward removing gun permit requirements, loaded guns become readily available in tense situations. Easy access to a firearm can turn someone's road rage into a deadly incident where it may not escalate in the same way if someone isn't driving with a firearm. It's so logical. And you could imagine the person with the firearm in their vehicle, they know it's there. It just makes it so much easier to get to it, to use it. I mean, it used to be that road rage back in the before times was just yelling, giving someone the finger. Now with so many guns, it has turned into homicide. Yes, horrifying incidents, not only for both drivers, but also for passengers and pedestrians. It just drives me crazy. Guns seem to be the easiest license to get and the most deadly. It's certainly now easier to get a gun than to get an abortion. I just had to mention that. Yeah, well, while shootings are a growing problem, road rage isn't just about gun violence either. When people get mad, they also do things like throw things at other cars, threaten people, even attempting to ram another car or a pedestrian or a bicyclist with their car or vehicle. Right. There isn't a full-scale research study on the correlation between the pandemic and the increase in road rage. But as we mentioned, we do know that the pandemic has brought all kinds of new financial, medical, social, and other stressors into people's lives. There are also some ways COVID can be indirectly related to road rage. Like, the pandemic has led to increased alcohol and drug use and abuse, which can create more unsafe driving situations and more unstable emotions. Right, that makes sense. Another thing is ongoing sadness and isolation, which can also lead to negative feelings that people carry around with them and then potentially project onto others in rage. Absolutely. And don't forget the political polarization that's been heating up for years. I never forget that. Sorry <laughs> to forget. <laughs> yeah. All of this helps us understand the increase in road rage incidents. I'd add that people seem traumatized and, and that can make them basically get triggered and see red and do things that they would never otherwise do if they were being mindful and keeping their perspective. According to a report from June 2021, the average number of people shot and killed or wounded in road rage in the United States almost doubled from June 2016 to May 2020. Wow. And apparently this trend has continued to increase at an even faster rate than this. Gee, Cindy, what happened in 2016? What happened during the four years following the election of the big orange snake oil salesman? I think he caused such an increase in stress and hostility in this country that it's playing out everywhere, including on our roads. Well, before 2020, the number of reported road rage incidents was below 300 every year. In 2021, there were 728 road rage incidents and 522 deaths. Already up from the record in 2020, in which 702 incidents were reported and 409 people died. And those are just what got reported. Many don't even get reported. 
And based on this information, it seems like only the most violent are the ones that tend to get reported. So there's much more than that. Yeah, I've definitely heard from people who feared for their lives based on being threatened by someone in a car, but never reported it. You just get out of the situation and you're, you're over it. Right. I mean, you just go on with your life. Yeah. Yeah. You're not over it. That's what I mean. Get past it. Let's say. Yes. I mean, I've heard from people too. I mean, and I've been a passenger where a friend was driving and I've had to ask them not to react when someone cuts them off. Cause maybe in the past they would have given the other driver the finger and then kept driving, but things have gotten so scary, so much worse that I worry now. I feel like you can't react at all. I just don't want any incident to occur. Yeah. I think that's, happening all around. Leadership at some of the various organizations have even expressed concern for the rising violence on the road, including leadership at the AAA organization. This isn't really the type of roadside assistance or travel issue that they're at all trained to help with. That's true. <laughs> but I guess they get calls and probably get caught in it in a variety of ways. Allowing emotions to become unmanageable for even a moment can lead to serious consequences like crashes, injuries, even death. It only takes a couple of seconds. And road rage can be contagious. If people allow themselves to react to another person's anger by becoming upset, it just escalates the whole problem. We have to be more rational than that in order to keep the road safer for everyone. Right, let's be realistic. Driving defensively includes expecting other drivers to make mistakes. If we're honest, we can admit that mistakes other drivers make might be ones that we've made ourselves or that we might make in the future. I mean, have you never cut someone off accidentally or by necessity? Not me, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Don't assume someone cut you off on purpose. And even if they did, Get irritated and get over it. It's not worth the fight, even though it might make you really mad. And it shouldn't make you really mad. They're just getting in front of you. So what? But if you become upset while driving, it's so important to get back to staying cool and manage that anger. You're behind the wheel of a huge vehicle. So stay calm and focused on the driving so that no one gets hurt. Being cut off suddenly in traffic or nearly avoiding an accident can trigger a fight or flight response in a lot of us. Some people can calm down. There's no immediate threat, but others get angry and even fly into rage at the other person. So the more self-aware you are, the better you can control your actions. You can decide not to drive when you're already upset, or if you're in a mood where you know you might get easily triggered, or prepare beforehand by doing some breathing exercises, some relaxation, taking perspective, I'm just driving. Someone cuts in front of me. Someone blows through the red light. It, it's not the end of the world. I just have to breathe and let it happen. You're not at war. You're driving a car to a destination. That's true. And emotions are contagious, like you said. If one driver reacts in anger, the other can easily get angry in self-defense. But the opposite can also be true. And in fact, is more helpful in these situations. You can show empathy or a positive outlook with just a simple wave or a smile and positive feelings can spread as easily as anger can. I really like that, Cindy. <laughs> I myself have been known to wave at aggressive drivers in a friendly way. I'm kind of half hoping that they'll think maybe they know me, like I'm a neighbor of theirs or something and they'll get a little <laughs> self-conscious. 
That's funny. I never thought of that, but I do wave just to be like, hey, you know, whatever. Hopefully they think it's all friendly now. If you do become upset while driving, though, find a place to safely pull over and calm yourself. If you're on a highway, stop at the next rest stop. The short walk, maybe a snack can help you restart. If you know you're a hot-headed driver, maybe you could ask someone else to drive when possible. Or even better, and better for the environment, use public transportation if you're especially on edge. Better all around, yeah. You can also work on managing your reactions and learn to stay calmer. It's just a ride, people. Right? Of course, even if you see it that way and you are a calm driver, or at least feeling calm in the moment, you can end up finding yourself faced with someone who isn't, another driver who's aggressive or out of control. And if possible, don't respond. That is by far the safest thing to do and the best advice. You don't need to go to war with someone you don't know, you don't know anything about. They might be armed or at least out of control, physically violent. But for what? Like I keep saying, you're driving a car, you're going somewhere. Like Cindy said, it's just a ride. So what if he gets ahead of you? It's hard to stay calm when someone is honking their horn, raising their middle finger, yelling out the window. Sometimes they'll become even more provocative by driving too close behind or they get in front of you and then, you know, go real slow. You're right. There are all kinds of things people do. I mean, it's crazy. It's so crazy to think about it, but I've seen all of those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the main thing is to try not to escalate the situation. Flipping someone the finger for cutting you off might just start a series of events that you really, really did not mean to start and you really don't want to finish. It is just so not worth it. Take a deep breath and remind yourself that this person who you don't even know is not worth ruining your day over. It's not even worth allowing yourself to get upset or spoil your mood. Sometimes it can help to imagine, I do this, <laughs> that they've just gotten bad news. They're rushing to a funeral, that they're just a very unhappy person. Imagining them as someone with troubles can make it seem less personal to you, which of course is true. It's not personal to you. They don't even know you. It's not really about you. Exactly, not at all. If you're already in a bad mood, work on whatever it is that's making you feel that way. That issue or person is probably way more important than a highway rando. <laughs> right? Also, you can try to be tolerant and forgiving. The way you might want someone else to react to you if you ended up blocking the box or cutting someone off to get to an exit or whatever. Even if you can see or hear the other driver cursing you out, they may be just having a really bad day and need to vent. It's still not worth messing with your own day and, and as we're saying, potentially your life. Don't give that person your control. And like we said, the way you act might actually help soften their anger. Overall, one of the most important takeaways is definitely drive defensively. Yes. And if you want to learn about road rage, awareness, education, resources, and safety, and or want to help promote any of the above, check out don'tengage.org. Don't Engage N Road Rage Inc., and it's an N in the middle, is a Michigan-based organization working to do all of this and more. Yeah, check them out, and thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com, 
and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.